We're going to uh, conclude uh, the series that I started a, a few weeks ago called what, what We Believe, and I've entitled the sermon Freedom this morning, Galatians 3, 26 through chapter 4, verse 7. Uh, this morning, Malachi asked me, he said, uh, when, when's your last Sunday? I said, June 25th. He said, oh, I was wondering uh, if it was maybe today. He said, when I saw the, the title of your sermon, Freedom, <clears throat> uh, if that might be uh, your final sermon. So, uh, and I thought, you know, that would have been a good, I should have saved that till the end. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, freedom is, is our topic today, Galatians 3. Uh, and, and during our series um, of what we believe, we've been talking about some, uh, some basics of what we believe based on Scripture. Um, so we've talked about how the church is organized, you know, uh, the, the way uh, it's led. We've talked about the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts. We've talked about the, the Lord's Supper and how important that is and, and what it should mean to us and what it does mean. And we talked about the Bible itself, uh, how we can trust the Bible. So as we conclude uh, the series this morning, since Sherry and her friend Lisa uh, decorated the church recently for summer, using a freedom theme uh, with uh, Independence Day coming up right around the corner in about a month, well, in exactly a month. Uh, and since I won't be here that Sunday, <laughs> uh, I, I thought it w- it w- we would end this series with a message about freedom. And it was interesting that Daryl kind of talked about that this morning during his, during his uh, meditation. Um, because this is a very basic lesson that that every Christian should be familiar with enough that they could easily share it with someone. Um, this, this sermon might be not so much about something you're learning, but something that you need to know and be able to share with somebody else uh, because it's so important. Remember a few weeks ago when I gave everybody the, made these cards, um, these Eats with Sinners cards, uh, and there's Plenty of them still out there in the lobby, by the way, if, if you need to grab a couple. Uh, but on one side, it was uh, when I shared Jesus some questions and key verses. Uh, so there's five questions with some key verses on there that you could use to share Christ with somebody. Uh, I think this topic today is, is sort of covered in some of this, but this co- topic today is, I think, essential for sharing Christ. Because it is the reason that we need Christ. We need our freedom. Um, There's a lot of people that maybe you know, uh, but there's a lot of people in this world that when they think about Jesus and Christianity, they might look at you and go, well, you know, it's interesting. I'm I'm glad that you found something you're interested in. Uh, You know, you love Jesus, and that's cool. Uh, You're religious, and that's cool. More power to you. I'm just not religious. You know, I, I, you know I, I'm not into Jesus. And a lot of people look at Jesus like he's a hobby, you know. Uh, he's just one of those things that we do uh, uh, among all the other things that we do in life. Not realizing how absolutely necessary Jesus is in people's lives. Um, it, it, their eternity depends on it. And a lot of people don't understand that. So, uh, so when a friend of yours or somebody you know or a family member says, you know, why do I need Jesus? I mean, what, what's so important about Jesus? Uh, this message today could be 
some things you could share with them. So I would encourage you to take some notes today on the back of your bulletin or if you have a notebook that you use for that in general uh, and keep it with your card uh, and, uh, and be ready when, 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 when you're having, when you have starting to develop an intentional relationship with someone and when the time comes to start talking about Christ, um, this is a topic that, that they need to be very clear on because it's essential. So we're going to talk about freedom. Uh, and let's begin with, with this truth, uh, several truths we're going to consider. Let's, this, this is the first one. We were once slaves. We were once slaves. You know, American freedom was won at a very high price. Um, we defeated an enemy who, who uh, would not allow us to have our God-given freedoms, um, uh, the ones that we thought we needed to have. Um, we, were, we were held in bondage, in a sense, by Great Britain. Uh, and the only way to be set free from them was war. Uh, that was the only way they were ever going to let us have our freedom. And so many lost their lives uh, or the lives of someone that they loved so that freedom could be ours here in our country. Uh, so that, among other things, you and I could gather today and worship exactly like we wanted to without any interference by the government whatsoever. Since Adam and Eve disobeyed God and ate the one fruit that God said, don't eat, you can have anything and everything else in the garden, but don't eat this one fruit, and they ate it anyway. Um, every human being, including your friends that don't understand why they, know, why they might need Jesus, every human being has been in bondage to an enemy, uh, and that enemy is sin. Uh, disobeying God. Um, that first sin in the Garden of Eden caused God to kick us out of his presence. Not only did he kick Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, but that symbolized the kicking of all mankind out of his presence, of, his, of our ability to have an intimate, close relationship with God. Um, it, it was like it, when sin entered Man, the world of mankind, it was like water and oil trying to mix together. Uh, sinful man cannot be in the presence of a holy God. And so it, they have to be separated from each other. Uh, separation from God, bondage to sin. Uh, the result of that was eternal death. The punishment for sin is death. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the very first part of that um, says it clearly. The wages of sin is death. What we earn, what we receive when we sin is death. And not just our physical death, but our eternal death. The end result is death in hell. <laughs> Preachers don't like to talk about hell uh, today because it's so negative. But it's, it is so real and true. Um, it, hell is a horrible place of, of torment. Uh, and the most horrible part of it is the fact that God's presence will not be there. We will be totally separated from him for eternity if that becomes our eternal destiny. Um, everyone has sinned. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of God's glory, or have fallen short of God's glorious standard. 
we, we're all sinners, even our friends, who don't understand why we need Jesus and uh, why we need to follow him. Everybody has committed at least one sin in their life. Uh, and we are held in bondage because of that sin with no way for us ourselves to gain our freedom from that sin. Because once we sinned, we're a sinner for the rest of our life. Uh, and if sin in our life is not defeated, if something isn't done about our sin, we will be separated from God in this life and more importantly in the life to come. All of us, all of us in this room today once were slaves to sin. And some still are. Some still are. There have been times in history when slavery has been defeated. We think about our own history, uh, the, the terrible stain of slavery uh, here in America. Uh, and, and it was defeated, but at a very, very high price, where hundreds, thousands, thousands of people gave their life up uh, to, to, to receive that freedom. Earthly freedom often cost loss of life and limb to achieve. And that certainly was true uh, in our American freedom here, uh, not just in the War of Independence, but in wars to come, including the Civil War and, and all of the wars that, that followed to free Europe uh, and, and Asia from the, the slavery of, of the Nazis and, and the Japanese. Um, many had to give their lives up to win that freedom. And without a doubt, freedom from sin, we know, came at a very high price. Uh, this freedom could not have been won by us. There was nothing you or I could do to win our freedom. Because once we're a sinner, we're always a sinner, and we can't erase that. Your friends, people you know, cannot erase. They can't just suddenly turn over a new leaf and be good now uh, and, and start having their good outweigh their bad. That's great, but that can't erase the stain of sin in our life. And the punishment for sin must be administered. God is the, the, the perfect judge, and the judge has a ruling. The judge has a rule. The wages of sin is death, no exceptions. No exceptions. And so God has to administer uh, the punishment. And the punishment is our death. You and I cannot stop or change that truth. No one on this earth can do that. But you know what? Anything's possible with God. Anything's possible with God. Even, even freedom from sin. Romans 6, 23, again, the whole verse now. The wages of sin is death, yes. But, beautiful word in this verse. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, there is hope, but only through Jesus Christ. God would accept the punishment of one for everyone. You know, the, the, the punishment was going to be each individual would have to suffer the punishment for their sin. But God said, I'll take the punishment of one person 
for everyone if that one person is my son. If that one person is my son who was a human being, a perfect human being, but also God. He said, I will take my son's death in the place of yours and mine. Jesus' death on the cross set us free from the slavery of sin because the punishment was covered by Jesus. Romans 6, verse 6 says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. If you're a Christian this morning, you are no longer a slave. You were, you once were, but not anymore. Uh, You're no longer separated from God. You once were, but no longer. In fact, the very moment you were raised up from the waters of baptism and your sins were forgiven, you instantly transformed from being a slave to becoming the next wonderful thing about being a Christian a child of God. You're not a slave anymore. No, you are a child of God. We are now a child of God. Galatians 3, 26 through 29. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ were clo- have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We'll talk about that last part in a little bit. You know, when you accept Christ as your Savior, not only are you no longer a slave, you are now a child, a son, or a daughter of God. And wow, is there a big difference between being a slave and a son or daughter, isn't there? You know, slavery was huge in the first century, uh, in the first century Roman world. Um, uh, there's, slavery has always existed in the world in some form, and boy, did it exist in the first century and in the Roman world. Um, I, I didn't really realize this, but as much as two-thirds of the population during the first century were slaves. Uh, and before the first century... Sometimes it was as high as 90% of the population were enslaved. Um, Slaves were often captured in war by the Romans, and so they became the spoils of war. So they would capture a group of people and drag them all back home and and make them slaves. Uh, Sometimes uh, in the first century, slaves uh, would sell themselves as what they called bond servants. Uh, uh, where they would work a certain number of years uh, as a slave for a person to, to pay a debt uh, or to uh, provide for their families or, or for themselves. Um, and, and in the first century, uh, to be a slave was better than starving. And so that's why so many people often became slaves. Um, but while the first century slave had food to eat and a roof over their head and clothes to wear, They did not enjoy the privileges of those who were sons and daughters in the Roman world. Roman citizens uh, and their children 
could enjoy the luxuries that were provided for a Roman citizen for in Roman society, uh, made possible by the sweat of the Roman slaves. If you were a son or daughter, you could enjoy the many luxurious baths in Roman cities. Uh, if you were a slave, you worked in the furnaces that provided the hot water for those luxurious baths. Uh, if you were a son or daughter uh, of a Roman citizen, you enjoyed the rich foods and the expensive clothes and um, the, the, the great uh, homes that they lived in, the, the quarters that people lived in. Uh, if you were a slave, you uh, cooked the food and cleaned the houses. Uh, and then when all the work was done, then you got to eat something and go to maybe uh, slave quarters to live. As a son or daughter of a Roman citizen, uh, you could go and do whatever you wanted to do, whatever you pleased. As a slave, you had to do what you were told by the Roman citizen. You know, when we're slaves to sin, God has no choice but to treat us like slaves. Um, he, 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 doesn't want to, he doesn't want to treat us like a slave. God doesn't go, <laughs> now I get to make them slaves. Uh, no, because they sin against me, I'm going to make them slaves. That's not God's uh, attitude at all. God hates it that we're slaves to sin. But he has no choice but to treat us like a slave. Because he is holy and we're not, we cannot be in his presence. It's not because he doesn't want us to be in his presence. It's just the fact that, again, oil and water, sin and a holy God can't be together. We cannot enjoy God's blessings. We cannot enjoy his presence uh, on, in our daily lives. Um, all, we, all we have is what the world offers to us if we're a slave to sin. Which is what? A lot of pain, a lot of heartache, a lot of addiction and conflict uh, in our lives. Maybe a few fleeting pleasures here and there, but they're all temporary. They don't last very long, and a lot of them end up hurting us. That's all we as slaves to sin have is what the world offers. As slaves to sin, we have no hope. We have no real purpose. We have no real meaning in life. Slaves to sin, it, it simply, uh, slaves to sin sim simply exist with only hell to look forward to. You know, that's all we have hope for, and that's not very good hope, is it? And so many people don't even realize that they are in this condition. A person that you know that says, I, what do I need Jesus for? Uh, okay, you're religious and you're into that, but I'm just not into that. They don't realize where they are and what they face for eternity uh, because of their sin and how serious it is. But unlike Roman society, freedom from sin can be ours right now. Right now, whenever we want it. You know, we don't have to wait seven years like a bondservant would have to wait before they gain their freedom. We don't have to hope that one day our owner uh, will, will have mercy on us and set us free and, and then finally we'll be free. Now, you and I as slaves to sin are offered right now, this moment, 
our freedom, people on Facebook watching, uh, if, if you're not yet a Christian, you could have freedom from your sin right now. If we just do one simple thing, one simple thing, put our faith in Jesus Christ, accept him as our Lord and Savior. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's all it's in, is, that's involved. God does not want you and me. Facebook folks, God does not want us to be slaves. Doesn't want us to be slaves. In fact, he, he hated it so much that we are slaves to sin that he gave his life on the cross to win our freedom. That was the only way. That was the only way. Except, except his son, except that he died for you, commit your life to him, uh, make him Lord of your life, become his disciple, his follower, and you are transformed from a hopeless slave to a privileged and blessed and forgiven son or daughter of God. Now, most of you here are Christians today, and so, you know, you, you smile and say, yep, that's me, but that's what you can share with your friend or when you share Christ with someone who's skeptical about why they might need Jesus. Um, and not only are we sons and daughters of God, but we're also his heirs. We're his heirs. We are heirs of God's promise. Hundreds of years before Jesus, God called Abraham and gave him a promise. Paul reminds the Galatians about that promise in Galatians 3, 6 through 9. He writes, in the same way, Abraham believed God, and so God declared him righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham, then, are all those who put their faith in God. What's more, the scriptures looked forward to this time when God would accept Gentiles, too, on the basis of their faith. God promised this good news to Abraham long ago. When he said, all nations will be blessed through you. And so it is. All who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. You know, the promise there in, in, in verse 8, all nations on earth, all nations, Jew, Gentile, Roman, non-Roman, male, female, free, slave, black, white, brown, yellow, Republican, Democrat, independent, <laughs> All people, all people, all nations will be blessed through Abraham's seed, his descendant, um, which is Jesus Christ. The promise was Jesus Christ, who was a descendant of Abraham. All nations will be blessed, not by following a list of rules, do this, don't do this, not by following a set of rules, but by simply placing their faith in Abraham's descendant, Jesus Christ. When you become a son or a daughter of God through Christ, you become an heir to his promises. The same promises Abraham had. You will be blessed. And what are those blessings? What, what do you receive? Well, we already talked about one. You receive the freedom from your sin. The sin, the sin that we've all committed will not be held against us because Jesus paid for it on the cross. And that means eternal life for all of us and eternal 
being in eternally in the presence of God. We receive the Holy Spirit. Um, Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 says, And because you Gentiles have become his children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, and now you can call God your Father. So we're all Gentiles, right? Uh, and, and, and all of us, Gentile, Romans, Jews, uh, anybody else on earth who, who proclaims Jesus, receives the same Holy Spirit in our lives. And the Holy Spirit, what a blessing he is as he guides us and directs us and gives us strength. We get to call the creator of the universe, Dad. You know, he's, he's not just some father who sits up on the throne that, that uh, we look at from a great distance. Yeah, that, that, he's my father way over there up on, the, up on the podium. No, we get to talk directly to the creator of the universe, and we can call him Dad or Daddy. The scripture is Romans eight fifteen, where the word Abba, Father, which is used. And that, that's basically saying Dad or Daddy, you know, that intimate father figure in our life that's the creator in the universe that we have now because that of that promise we inherit the body of christ when we become a christian we're not left out on our own to fend for ourselves uh somewhere no first corinthians 12 27 we've read recently uh now all of you together all you christians together are christ's body and each one of you is a separate and necessary part of the body of Christ. You and I are given the privilege of being a son or daughter of God and being a part of the body of Christ. We inherit this wonderful family of brothers and sisters in Christ. What a, what a, a blessing it was yesterday to see all of us working together, uh, ministering to those kids who were here and to each other who were here uh, as a part of the body of Christ. Uh, and, and as we continue it from day to day, you know, that's always there. You and I have the privilege of being a part of the church. We have the privilege of helping tell the world uh, about this freedom that they can have. Um, that your friend who, who thinks he doesn't need Jesus, but he's still miserable Boy, you can tell them about the freedom that he can have in Christ. Uh, we get to serve those who are in need. And we get to be served when we're in need. That's the privilege of being in the family of God. A child and an heir of God. Boy, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. But with that blessing comes great responsibility. You know, we're, we're not like those spoiled rich kids who, who just have bad manners and and uh behave badly no we we are sons and daughters but and heirs but we we better act right we better act like one let's let's read one passage that sort of refers to that romans 8 verse 17 paul wrote this now if we are children then we we are heirs heirs of god and co-heirs with christ if indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. So as sons and daughters and heirs, we must share in the suffering of Christ. Um, you know, being a child and an heir of God doesn't mean we sit back and let 
other people feed us grapes, you know. More grapes, please, you know. Off with you. No, an heir of God, you know, we're not a spoiled rich kid. We're not that kind of heir. No, we, as heirs of Christ, we become something very important. We become a follower of Jesus. We become a disciple of Jesus, which, guess what? It means we are a servant of Christ, just as Jesus was a servant of Christ. If we're going to follow Jesus and be like him, he was a servant, we must be a servant. But, but it's a different kind of servant than a slave servant. Slaves don't have any choice. They have to serve whether they want to or not. We choose to serve. Why? Because God loves us and we love him. Because of what Christ did for us. And we love Christ and so we serve him. Because we love each other and we want to serve you. I'm going to serve you because I love you. Jesus didn't say in Matthew 28, 19, go and make Christians. What did he say? He said, go and make disciples, make followers of me, people who are trying to be like me. An heir of Christ becomes a disciple of Christ, a follower of Christ. We must act like a follower of Christ. And so we ask ourselves today, Facebook here today, are, are you free today from your sin or are you still a slave? That's a question that you could ask somebody after you've had this discussion. Um, after what I've said today, what do you think? Do you think you're still a slave or, or are you free? But you can be set free now, today, right here. Simply by this, do you believe that Jesus won your freedom against your enemy's sin and set you free? Do you believe that? Do you believe what the Bible says? Are you willing to make him your Lord and Savior and become his disciple? And if the answer is yes, then guess what? All you have to do is decide, I'm going to turn from the way I've been living and start living the way you want me to live, God, from now on. Repent. And just be baptized, uh, as, as Peter told us in Acts chapter 2. And once we're baptized, that's the time and the place when it all happens. That's when our faith and God's grace come together. And we receive the forgiveness of our sin. We receive our freedom. The gift of the Holy Spirit. If there's somebody here today that needs to make that decision, Facebook, you can't do it right this second, but you could call me and we could meet here later. Uh, and, and take care of this uh, if you've made that decision. Or maybe you have a friend that you could talk to about this and share this truth to them and help them find freedom. It doesn't have to be me or a preacher or an elder. It, it, it should be you, their friend. Galatians 3, 26 and 27 again. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Father, I thank you so much for this wonderful freedom that you give to us willingly. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to reach a certain level of goodness to have it. All we have to do is believe that your son Jesus paid the penalty 
for our sin and to commit our lives to serving you. That's all we've got to do. Uh, and you wash our sins away. You take them away. They are no longer held against us. We are no longer a slave, but we are a son and a daughter and an heir. Thank you for this wonderful promise. Lord, help us to seek out people in our lives uh, who need this same wonderful message from your word and share it with them. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.